Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. And we are moving through Genesis. We're in chapter 42. And here Joseph is taking command of all of Egypt. The only one above him is Pharaoh. And his brothers, who sold him into slavery some 20 years ago, are showing up to buy grain. And... <clears throat> So here we will start here in verse six and see how this goes. Now Joseph was governor over land, over the land. He was the one who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves before him, with their faces to the ground. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke roughly to them. Where do you come from? He said, and they said, from the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph recognized his brothers. But, did not, but they did not recognize him. You are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said to him, No, my Lord, your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants have never been spies. Joseph said to them, No, it is the nakedness of the land that you have come to see. And they said, We, your servants, are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and no, and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, It is as I said to you, you are spies. By this you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall not go from this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you and let him bring your brother while you remain confined, that your words may be tested, whether there is truth in you. Or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. And he put them all together in custody for three days. Now I want to stop there and ponder a couple of things here as we continue to look at uh, God's redemptive story, right? So Joseph is just a man like you and I. And all of a sudden his brothers show up. And he starts to respond in a very normal way, I think. And, of course, he wants to test them. The last time he dealt with his brothers, the very last time, 20 years earlier, well, see, he was 17, and he took over and when he, when, for Pharaoh when he was 30, and then at least seven years have gone on of not famine. So that's from 17 to 30, 13. So that's 20, and then maybe a year into the famine. So 21 years. And all of a sudden, there's his brothers, the ones who sold him into slavery, because Benjamin was not uh, was not one that sold him into slavery. He was just a baby, <clears throat> maybe maybe not even born. But here's the deal: here are the guys that sold you into slavery. Now, one of them was not there, but he was the one that had him put in the pit. And but the others who wanted to kill him decided just to sell him. So. They are dead to him, really. And here they are wanting to buy grain. And so he calls them spies, meaning they're not trustworthy and they've come to see if there's a weakness in Egypt. And so now they're all in Joseph's custody and they have not recognized Joseph. And so this can be pretty interesting times for these guys. It's also got to be very interesting for Joseph. Now, the, the story here is about what God is doing. 
Now, the Spirit of God is on Joseph. I don't think that in this very moment that actually Joseph is acting upon wisdom from the Spirit of God. He should be forgiving his brothers. and But he wants to do more, drag this on a little bit, if you will. And God's going to allow that to happen. But here's the thing for us today. There may be bad times or good times. And in the bad times or good times, we can have the wrong response to something that happens to people around us. And we need to have the right response. And when we're having the wrong response, we need to make the adjustments to have the right response. And we'll see that played out in this story. But if we have the wrong response, we should not then create another wrong response to try to cover up the wrong response. Because then we'll need another wrong response to cover up the other wrong response, right? The quicker we get around to making things right, to forgiving those who have wronged us, or to asking, asking for forgiveness from those that we have wronged. Or even just saying you're sorry if you accidentally hurt someone or did something and you realize, yeah, I caused that, I did that, I didn't mean to, I didn't know it was going to affect you this way, I'm sorry. No, we should not be saying I'm sorry for not. We should not be saying sorry for things we are not, are not guilty of. But we do need to say we're sorry for those things that we have done that was not intentional to hurt anybody, but happens to hurt somebody or to ask for forgiveness if it was meant to hurt or out of anger or out of bitterness. And so this bitterness that can creep in, we can see the roots of it trying to creep in on Joseph here, but we'll also see the change that's going to occur in Joseph's life. So keep reading and keep reading God's word. God bless you guys. Have a great day.